Welcome back to BeYoungMinistry.com, to another blog and to another podcast. Welcome to those who access the podcast through Apple Podcasts, Rumble, Spotify, and YouTube. Today we continue our study of Genesis chapter 19. We're in verses 30 through 38, which reads, Then Lot went up out of Zoar and dwelt in the mountains, and his two daughters were with him for he was afraid to dwell in Zoar. And he and his two daughters dwelt in a cave. Now the firstborn said to the younger, Our father is old, and there is no man on the earth to come into us, as is the custom of all the earth. Come, let us make our father drink wine, and we will lie with him, that we may preserve the lineage of our father. So they made their father drink wine that night, And the firstborn went in and lay with her father, and he did not know when she lay down and when she arose. It happened on the next day that the firstborn said to the younger, Indeed, I lay with my father last night. Let us make him drink wine tonight also, and you go in and lie with him, that we may preserve the lineage of our father. Then they made their father drink wine that night also, and the younger arose and lay with him, and he did not know when she lay down or when she arose. Thus both the daughters of Lot were with child by their father. The firstborn bore a son and called his name Moab. He is the father of the Moabites to this day. And the younger, she also bore a son and called his name Ben-Ami. He is the father of the people of Ammon to this day. That's Genesis chapter 19, verses 30 through 38. Today we close out our study of Genesis chapter 19, where the narrative now changes focus. Lot is still the center of attention, as he was during the preceding verses, but judgment is no longer coming. In fact, it had come, and it had left a hole in the family with the passing of Lot's wife. And, as is often the case, those left to deal with their pain often do so in the most unusual of ways. As noted before, the city God allowed Lot and his two daughters to enter was previously named Bella, which meant destruction. Ironically, the very name it held before it was changed was the very thing that it didn't receive from the Lord. From that time on, that city would be known as Zoar, which means little. When we maintain a small view of ourselves and we allow the Lord to define us, we are given a piece of the kingdom of God. For when we go from viewing ourselves as big, from little, we are surely destined for destruction. In verse 30 of today's passage, we read, Then Lot went up out of Zoar and dwelt in the mountains, and his two daughters were with him. For he was afraid to dwell in Zoar, and he and his two daughters dwelt in a cave. Lot had been reduced from a wealthy, influential, and important man in Sodom to a man with two daughters 
and no more than what he could carry in his hands. On the night before Sodom's destruction, he was told to take his family and head for the mountains. Instead of doing this, he asked the Lord to allow he and his family to enter the little town of Bella, which the Lord renamed Zoar. What he should have done in the first place, he failed to do. Now that he was given refuge in Zoar, he was afraid to dwell there, even though the Lord granted him to do so. Lot's choices revealed his unwillingness to simply take the word of the Lord at face value and to be obedient to his word. And so, off Lot went to a cave to live with his daughters. Lot lived out his remaining days in fear, hiding out in that cave near a town that was spared of the wrath of God. In verses 31 through 33 of today's passage, we read, Now the firstborn said to the younger, Our father is old, and there is no man on the earth to come into us, as is the custom of all the earth. Come, let us make our father drink wine, and we will lie down with him that we may preserve the lineage of our father. So they made their father drink wine that night, and the firstborn went in and lay with her father, and he did not know when she lay down or when she arose. Lot's daughters concluded there was no man who would marry them due to the fact that they were the only survivors of an entire group of people who were destroyed by God, and no one would want to be associated with them. The very fact that they wanted to get their dad drunk first tells us that they knew their father wouldn't agree to their plan. The two daughters came up with this scheme to get their dad drunk so that they could preserve his lineage. They knew that without the ability to trace their lineage, they would lose the marker with which God had identified them. In the Bible, this marker always came through the Father. The word for lineage here in the Hebrew is the word zara, which means seed. These girls wanted to preserve the seed. And since they were of the line of Shem, they believed they were saving the line of the Messiah. This was why they believed God had miraculously saved them from sure death in Sodom. In verses 34 and 35 of today's passage, we read, It happened on the next day that the firstborn said to the younger, Indeed, I lay with my father last night. Let us make him drink wine tonight also, and you go in and lie with him, that we may preserve the lineage of our father. Then they made their father drink wine that night also, and the younger arose and lay with him, and he did not know when she lay down or when she arose. Both of these girls were virgins. Both had sex with their inebriated father, and both became pregnant. Add to all of that, both of them had males who would carry on the name of the family. In a strange twist, in the end, God used even these strange events to bring about his purposes in the unfolding pages of redemptive history. In Lot's story, we see that God gave him certain instructions which, as always, are very good for us. 
God tells us all to do this and to do that because his will is the absolute best for us. And when we don't follow God's directives, the results of such decisions render grief, sadness, fear, and loss. Lot moved to a wicked city, something God did not lead him to do. While living in Sodom, Lot never influenced any of the people there to trust in the Lord. Then when God decided to graciously save Lot from the impending destruction, Lot didn't head straight to the mountains as the Lord had told him to. Instead, he looked for another option. Lot didn't follow the Lord's recommended path. He would have done much better to just trust the Lord and allow the Lord to define him. Since he didn't, Lot experienced fear that led him to live in a cave away from the people of Zoar. In verses 36 through 38 of today's passage, we read, Thus both the daughters of Lot were with child by their father. The firstborn bore a son and called his name Moab. He is the father of the Moabites to this day. And the younger, she also bore a son and called his name Ben-Ami. He is the father of the people of Ammon to this day. Both of Lot's daughters had a son. The first was named Moab, which literally means, who is your daddy? The second named Ben-Ami, which means son of my right hand. Both daughters of Lot had a son whom each thought would be an ancestor of the promised Messiah some 2,108 years earlier when God spoke to Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. In fact, these two girls did factor in on preserving the line of the Messiah. According to Matthew chapter 1, verse 5, we see that Ruth from Moab was in the lineage of the Lord Jesus. And according to 1 Kings 14, Solomon begot Rehoboam, whose mother was Naamah, who was from Ammon. Both of these two sons, born to Lot through his daughters, were ancestors of the Lord Jesus Christ. God uses all things together for our good and for his glory. Even an incestuous relationship between an inebriated father and his manipulative daughters. All of this just reiterates to us once again that God can be trusted even though we have been known not to trust him all that well. Finally, through the life of Lot, fear and faith in the God of the Bible were contrasted. As is always the case, fear is the cement that keeps us stuck in that which desires to destroy us, while faith in the God of the Bible is the maul that breaks us free. Our problem is that the application of the mall is quite uncomfortable and sometimes very painful. The better part of wisdom reminds us that the sooner we choose to let God define us, the, the better off we will be. My friends, I trust this blog and this podcast are helping you in your walk with the Lord. 
If I can be of further assistance to you, shoot me an email at beyoungministry at gmail.com. Hey, have a great day.